0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him.
1: I want to introduce Cole. Cole, you're welcome to join me in front Carl and his wife, um, Sumery, she's in the crowd. Um, they elders at our church. And um, so when Werner is not here or when Werner needs to make difficult decisions, um, we believe at this church in a system of accountability. We say that um, the pressure of decision making should never fall to a single person. Um, because that's just not the way in which the Bible teaches us to make decisions. And so Carl and Sumeri are there to help Werner when he needs to make that decision, maybe together with the rest of the leaders as well. But also spiritually and just as a friend, they are the people that are there that's making the hands and feet of our pastors couple strong. And so tonight, um, it's great for us to hear from you, Cole. Thank you for standing in here whilst Werner is in Poch. And our missions team is away, so Vian Brown is there. Um, I'm sure we'll give them a quick prayer and so, but thanks for taking out the time, Cole. We appreciate it. Thanks, Anu. Um, yeah, I was really just so challenged
0: by um, um, just being asked to preach this evening. Um, and it's really... It's really amazing that our church um, has two pastors and that they are both not here and God is using them mightily, amen. Um, to be able to say that you know, Vanner is in Cape Town, I hope that there are many souls that come to salvation and, and Vian is in Zimbabwe um, on a mission. And yeah, it really just God really spoke to me through that. Um, just to realise we we must go, we must be willing to be used by God. Um, and um, so yeah, it's a privilege for me to be here this evening and to share the word with you. Um, I'm just going to open in prayer. Father Lord, thank you that we can quiet our hearts and quiet our minds. Um, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would show me grace to open up your word of truth and we just open up our hearts Lord we pray that our hearts would be fertile ground for the seed of the word to take root in our lives to, to take strong hold of our, of our whole lives Lord um, may the roots be strong and may may that tree that spiritual tree of life that grows in our lives be, be strong to endure the storms of this world and we just thank you Lord that you Father are the life We look to you this evening. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so this evening um, I really felt the Holy Spirit leading me to share um, a chapter in Scripture in the Old Testament. Um, So the sermon is called uh, Remember the Lord Your God. Um, And it's basically a passage from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 8, the whole of Deuteronomy 8 and the first part of Deuteronomy 9. Um, so we'll be systematically working through this scripture, um, and and we'll draw some, some reflections from, from what we see here in, in the scripture, and what it means for us um, as a church. Um, so yeah, um, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to read through the whole scripture, so bear with me. It's about 19 verses, and Deuteronomy 9 goes on, so... Um, I'm going to take it slowly, and um, let's not rush through it, and it's going to be a lot of reading, so bear with me. Okay, Deuteronomy 8, remember the Lord your God. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the Lord... You shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your hearts that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God, is disciplined, he, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. Um, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees, pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care. So we see this story is basically told by Moses. So, so Moses is, is relaying the message of God to the Israelites. And where we are in, in the history of, of God's nation is that um, they had been uh, rescued out of Egypt, out of slavery. And they had wandered in the desert for 40 years, and now they are at the point where they are going to enter over the Jordan into the Promised Land. And at this stage, God had already told Moses that he will not go into the Promised Land with the Israelites. And so this is a very um, significant passage of Moses speaking to the Israelites, knowing that he will not go with them, he will not be there um, with them, Uh, To guide them. Uh, Joshua was actually the one that that took them into the land. And so this is Moses really relaying God's message for them before they enter. Um, So let's read on. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them and when your herds with manner that your fathers did not know that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. So we go on to Deuteronomy 9. Um, so it reads here, O Israel, you are to cross over the Jordan today, to go into dispossessed nations greater and mightier than you, cities great and fortified up to heaven, a people great and tall, the sons of the Anakim. Uh, these were people that were, The Scripture says, three meters tall. So they were giants. Um, and God um, um, sends the Israelites into this mighty land, this mighty nation, um, who you do not know and from whom you have heard it said, who can stand before the sons of Anakim? Know therefore today that he who goes over before you as a consuming fire is the Lord your God. He will destroy them and subdue them before you. So you shall drive them out and make them perish quickly as the Lord has promised you. Do not say in your heart after the Lord your God has thrust them out before you. It is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. Whereas it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out before you. Not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart are you going in to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is driving them out from before you and that, you, that he may confirm the word that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Okay. Everyone's still alive, awake. Okay, so that, I know that was a mouthful. But I wanted us to really just read through that, to understand the story um, and to see the whole story as a whole before we, we move closer and, and look at specific sections of the text um, and, and, and see what, what God has to say for us through this. Um, so I have drawn five basic reflections from the scripture um, and what I felt to do this evening is to take that back to the New Testament um, and see what that means for us in context of the New Testament and our daily lives today. Okay, so the first point, we go back to the beginning of Deuteronomy 8. Um, In my summary is that God warns the Israelites to be careful to do the whole commandment. We read... Verse 1, the whole whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. You shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Okay, So you can see very clearly the emphasis on the word whole um, in these first two, two verses. Um, and what I'd like to, to draw our attention to is um, that God in Christ requires from us our whole lives. Um, he's very clear about that. And we must be careful to give Christ our whole lives. So as God was telling the Israelites to be careful to do the whole commandment, um, Christ also comes and confirms that uh, in the New Testament when he was walking on, on the earth. Um, He said uh, in Matthew 16 from verse 24, um, Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? And, and I was just so encouraged by henry's word earlier that um that the holy Spirit showed you henry um really ties into this point i um, and it speaks of 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 us really laying hold of of treasures that that cannot be defined or or um compared to what what we can um acquire um on this side of eternity and um yeah so I really feel God speaking to us um, as the God that brought the Israelites out of Egypt. It's the same God that we serve. You would all agree with me that that is the same God that we serve. And, and um, I think it's very important for us to, to um, reflect on this passage and see how it is fulfilled in Christ. Okay, so God in Christ requires from us our whole lives. We must be careful to give Christ our whole lives, and if that speaks of, of of a certain effort on our part, um, and that effort is obviously fueled by grace and covered by His love, um, but we must be careful to think that um, that we are not, for some reason, not susceptible um, to falling in this area; uh, that we are in some way better than the Israelites. Um, God's warning to the Israelites is just as um, important for us to heed um, today. So yeah, the second point um, as we move through Deuteronomy is that God leads the Israelites into a good land. He leads the Israelites into a good land by the road of testing and discipline. The the reason I summarize it that way is we can see in in verse 2, He says that he might humble you. So he speaks to the Israelites who were for 40 years in the desert. And he says that God was humbling them, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And in verse 5 it goes on to say, Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. Okay. In verse 7 it goes on to say, Um, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains, springs, and I can carry on and on. But we see how scripture just um, really describes this amazing promised land, this amazing place um, of abundance. And verse 9 goes on to say, A land which you will eat bread without scarcity, which you will lack nothing. Verse 10 says, and you shall eat and be full and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Okay, so what I really trust the Holy Spirit to show us on, on this point too is that um, God is, is, is taking the Israelites to a place that they cannot even imagine how good it is. Um, and and that places in context um, Trials and the sufferings that God took them through. Um, and in the New Testament, um, we can say that uh, as God led the Israelites um, into a good land, um, in Christ we are really um, given the opportunity to inherit an amazing eternal inheritance. So I see that my my slides actually have a mistake on them, so pardon me for that. Um, But um, 2B would be um, in Christ, so 2A would be uh, God leads the Israelites into a good land by the road of testing and discipline. So what that means for us in the New Testament is that in Christ, God has made a way for us but that way is equally a road of testing and discipline. In Hebrews we read, in Hebrews 12, um, which would have been Anya, but in Hebrews 12 we read of uh, um, the writer saying that we must not um, uh, despise the discipline of God. Um, he, he, he chooses, um, or he, he disciplines us because of the way he loves us, and that we are sons. Um, and so the picture I wanted to illustrate here is just that um, God is a loving God. He is absolutely just and loving in determining for us a way that is only one way. Um, we serve a God that is a God that provides a way um, of and that way, though it is difficult, his provision is there. His provision is on that road and on that way. Um, his provision is, is not on the other ways. And so Christianity is, is unique in the fact that it's a polytheistic belief system. God um, does not tolerate uh, the worship of, of anything else but himself. And and so he gives us a way to walk, but he provides for us. And so what the enemy will, will tempt us to do is is um especially when our flesh is engaged, is that he will tempt us to walk in another way which is which look he makes to look very attractive and which in reality is easier um in a fleshly sense to walk. Um so but but God very clearly says here that And this is what I really want us to to remember, is that we need to place our eyes on that place where we are on our way to, um, because the enemy will will very easily uh, force us to, in the now, um, move from that road which God has, has in store for us, and his provision is really Amazing. And and something which we need to conquer in our hearts is the fear um, that he will not provide. Um, So that was the same fear that the Israelites had to conquer for those 40 years. um, And that's, that's why God says that he sent manna that the fathers did not know that they might know. That man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that's spoken from the Father. So God's provision is unfailing, unwavering. And so that's maybe something that you can just think about um, in your life. Okay, so the third point then, we're going going on to verse 11, um, is that God warns the Israelites to be careful, lest they forget him once in the promised land. Okay, so this is almost the main theme of this passage, is God through Moses... Um, giving the Israelites a final message um, before they enter into the land of promise. Um, And so we read there, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, And all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Okay, so we need to admit this evening, myself included, that we are flesh, we are man, Um, and every one of us here tonight is susceptible to this trap. And this is why God warns the Israelites, because he's a loving God, he warns them before knowing ahead of time their weaknesses in the flesh. And he he wants to warn them. God wants you to succeed. God wants you to to inherit the promised land. Um, And so what we can conclude from that in the New Testament is that we must not forget the grace and mercy we have been shown in Christ once we have been saved. So so this is really... this point is focused on us as believers um, and that have been saved, that have been born again. And we've got two scriptures, the Ephesians two verse eight, which reads, for, the, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. it is the gift of God." John 1 verse 17 goes on to say, "For the Lord was give, for the law was given through Moses." Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, in the same way that the Israelites were warned by God not to forsake God or forget God when it goes well with them, in the same way, in a spiritual sense, we can very easily um, uh, become blinded to the life that is in us. You know, um, what scripture says is that when we are born again, we are a new creation. Every spiritual element in our bodies is new. Um, we have really been, been, been made a new creation. Um, so um, we must really be careful um, and, and, and just be aware of the fact that um, grace and mercy were shown to us. Every day when you wake up in the morning, Um, We need to remind ourselves that we were once sinners. And we are still sinners, but we were once lost. And now we have been found. We were once outside of the grace in Christ. And now we are inside the grace in Christ. Um, And that should really transform our lives. Um, And so really what I felt also the Holy Spirit saying, uh, the main message that he wants me to convey this evening is that um, the enemy does not like it when we are, when our swords are sharp, when we are present, when every morning we are practicing our spiritual disciplines, um, when we are awake and we are not sort of blinded and in a haze of the world, Um, because then we are remembering the Lord our God, we are walking in the promise. And in in a real sense, we will be walking at work in a way that is full of grace, full of mercy, not... um, Uh, A way of um, um, tolerance, tolerance of sin, but a love for people. A love for the sinner, because we were a sinner. Um, So that's the main point I draw from that section in the text. Um, And then we go on to verse 17. God warns the Israelites to remember him when they prosper materially. God warns the Israelites to remember him when they prosper materially. Beware lest you say in your hearts my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Okay, so quite straightforward. Um, The text I've I've found in the New Testament on this um, and the point I want to make is that we must remember the riches we have in Christ when we prosper materially. So each one of us has been given a a great blessing and shown favor by God and we are walking in that favor. Um, And so this is just a reminder for us that as Henry said, Christ is the treasure that cannot be measured. Christ is the exceeding treasure, the exceeding abundance in our lives. Um, and it's interesting, in 1 Timothy 6, um, from verse 17 to 19, uh, it says, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. So we see a direct link, not to be proud when you are rich, not to be proud. Not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. So we see that riches are uncertain. It's not really a good foundation to build your life on. It's not a foundation that can be compared in any way to Christ. Um, and so the warning is, is, is here. But on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. So we see the, the heart of God is not that we should not be rich or that we should not enjoy what he has given us. But rather that we should not build on that. Um, we should we should build on Christ. Okay. The last point then is five. You can carry on, now. Yeah. So God warns the Israelites of the pride of self righteousness when we have given them when He has given them victory. So we, we read in, in Deuteronomy 9, Here, O Israel, you are to cross over the Jordan today, to go in to dispossess nations greater and mightier than you, cities greater and, fort, great and fortified up to heaven, people great and tall, the sons of Anakim, who you know, and of whom you have heard it is said, who can stand before the sons of Anakim? Know therefore today that he who goes over before you as a consuming fire is the Lord your God. He will destroy them and subdue them before you. So you shall drive them out and make them perish quickly as the Lord has promised you. Do not say in your heart, after the Lord your God has thrust them out before you, it is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. Whereas it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out before you. Not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart are you going in to possess their land. But because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is driving them out from before you. And that he may confirm the word that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Okay, so quite a mouthful. But actually, it's quite simple. What it means for us today um, is just that we must not become proud when God in Christ, advances us or gives us victory. Okay, so um, in Christ, we um, we have access to a new and living way. We have access to the blessing of God, to the favor of God, um, and um, obviously. Um, that is an amazing place to live. And that's where we all should be living. That's what we should all desire, um, is to be in that place of favor with Christ. Um, and God wants to glorify himself through you. Um, he wants you to be um, the light at work. He wants you to be excellent in your um, adv- advocation. He wants you to um, to um, exercise that that new creation um, that you have become in Christ. And so this warning is just simply that um, when God gives us victory, in seasons of victory, in seasons of of overcoming and and, um, of advancement, um, this is a warning for us to remain humble and not to become proud. Okay. So I know this is quite a harsh word. Um, my heart is not at all that it would come across as a harsh word, but I really feel I just really have a, have an urgency on my uh, heart and in my spirit that God wants to share this message with us, and um, so I want to encourage you not just to take these points, but to take the scripture home with you um, and and read through it and and trust God to show you um, what He wants to reveal to you personally. Um, uh, Congregationally, um, the points which I would like to touch um, on as a summary, Um, let's just work through all the points again. So what God tells the Israelites is to be careful to do the whole commandment. God led the Israelites into a good land by the road of testing and discipline. God warns the Israelites to be careful lest they forget him once in the promised land. God warns the Israelites to remember him when they prosper materially. And God warns the Israelites of the pride of self-righteousness when he has given them victory. Okay, and the conclusions we drew from that is that God in Christ requires from us our whole lives, and we must be careful to give Christ our whole lives. Um, It's going to take some effort on our part uh, to give him our whole lives, and there will be many choices we have to make. Um, But uh, it is... It is, um, it's, it's only when we, when we see the promised land, it's only when we have a revelation of what God has called us to, that we willingly abandon um, the other things in our lives. Okay, and then we must not forget the grace and mercy we have been shown in Christ once we have been saved. that point three? Point four is then we must remember the riches we have in Christ when we prosper materially. So we need to train our... We need to train our, our bodies um, by the spiritual truth that says it's not well with me when my bank balance is big. It's well with me when my spiritual inheritance in heaven is big. Um, okay, and then we must not become proud when God in Christ advances us or gives us victory. So, you know, God really has so much in plan uh, planned in store for each one of you and he has... Really, his will is for you to, to really uh, thrive in your workplace, to prosper. He wants to use this church as a light which goes out into the nation um, and beyond our nation. Um, and this is, uh, this is a message before, before the time. We are, most of us are quite young. We are quite privileged to have some older people joining us and becoming a part of our church. Um, but most of us are still relatively young. Um, and I think it's a very good thing for us to meditate on, um, at this stage in our lives, is to think about what is our priority, what what is important to us scripturally, when we get there, when we live in the, in the, in those houses, and when we when our wealth multiplies, when all that we have is multiplied, um, and this warning is is really one that we should heed. Okay. Alright, so how do we remember the Lord our God? So the theme of this, of this sermon is really how do, is to remember the Lord our God. Um, this was the warning that, it, that God gave to the Israelites. Remember the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. And we see actually in, in the story that the Israelites did not remember the Lord their God. Um, as soon as uh, Joshua um, basically passed away and some of the last elders passed away, uh, the Israelites started to worship other gods. And they started to disobey um, God's ways and his, his commandments. And and the story is there for you to read um, of God's love towards an unfaithful nation. Um, his enduring love. Um, so with that said, I've, I've identified five areas which we should... Really focus on, um, and I hope that this is also an encouragement to any of you who are struggling with accusations from Satan that coming to church or doing spiritual things is religious. He accuses you to say that you're just doing it out of habit, or it's just it's not a it's not real. It's just it's another club, or. You know these kind of accusations. I want you really to um, to note um, this point. So, how do we remember the Lord our God? Is personal worship. Personal worship. Um, the this scripture I have there is Psalm 63, verse one. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So unless we come to the place where we personally are worshipping God, um, we, we are at dire risk of falling away, as the Israelites did um, when the main spiritual leaders of the day were no longer there. Um, and so this is really an encouragement to us all that when you make a time for God in your home and you go and spend an hour with him in worship, that is a, an amazing holy thing. That is it. Blows my mind to think that we um, have the privilege of choosing God and worshiping Him over other things, um, and in that we are remembering Him. We are remembering God in our lives. Um, where it matters most, where our heart is, where we, where we choose what is most important to me, um, what is my treasure. Um, so times of worship, personal worship in your own um, capacity, at your place where you stay, is, is really um, uh, something that is very special to God, extremely special to him, that he values greatly. Um, Okay, and the second point then is church community. So, church community is, is church on a Sunday, every Sunday, cell um, every Wednesday. And I, I say every Wednesday because that's what the enemy wants to come and do to us. He wants to tell us that every, every week, every week I'm doing this stuff, it's religious. Um, but when we make the mind shift to realize that we are flesh, we are weak. And by exercising the fellowship of the saints, by coming to church, we are protecting ourselves from the attack of the enemy that wants us to, to not remember our God. He wants us to just for a moment forget that, Hanu, he wants you for a moment to forget that you are son of God in your workplace. Um, and if, if me going to church every single week protects me, um, from forgetting that I'm a son of God, then it's more than worth it. <laughs> more than worth the, the time. Um, okay, so Hebrews 10.25 says, Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I really want to encourage you, if you as a cell leader or cell member, um, a churchgoer, are feeling tired, um, Take the time to, to spend with God on this area and understand why you come to church. Understand why you come to cell. And, and trust him to heal your heart. Trust him to, to, to take you to a place where you realize that every day I want to remember you, Lord. I want to wake up in the morning. I want to go to cell on Wednesday. I want to go to church and sing with everyone and proclaim your name, remember you, honor you. Okay. The third area is then communion. And every now and again, maybe once in two months, we will as a church together have communion. Um, But you don't have to wait for that. Um, You are free to celebrate that actually um, every time we actually eat together as believers, we are practicing a form of communion. Um, And Luke 22, verse 19 says, And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so this is just another thing that we can do as Christians to remind each other. um, I think I should maybe go to Henry's house uh, next week or the week thereafter and say, Let's just have a meal together. Let's celebrate communion. If it helps me to remember my God... It's more than worth it. More than worth it. And it's God, I have no doubt that God will fill us so richly with his joy and his grace um, and that we will, we will not want any other lifestyle. We'll not want to live any other way. Okay, communion. Um, testimony. This is the second last one. So testimony is really an opportunity for us to remember God in a way where it really matters, um, where maybe our name is on the line, um, where we maybe experience fear of man um, in a situation. So um, I really want to encourage you. This is a tough one, um, but this this is where God wants us to walk. Amen. He wants us to walk in secunda in our workplaces, Um, free from fear, to be able to give God the honor um, and glory and and praise that is due to his name. Um, And this doesn't mean that we um, speak our beliefs down on others. Um, The Holy Spirit really is the one that guides us. Um, And we must also be careful of sharing because we want to be right, because we want our point to be heard. Um, but the Holy Spirit will show us where we are scared. And he's, he, he, often on my heart, he places such a burden on my heart. I know I need to actually speak and say, but, you know, this situation is glory to God. This is what he has done. Um, and those are opportunities to remember your God before everyone. Um, Matthew 10 verse 32 says, So everyone who acknowledges me before men... I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. So a somber scripture, um, but this is Christ speaking to his disciples, um, and his invitation is out to every one of us every day. He wants us. He wants to give us opportunities to to be the mirror to shine all the light, all the goodness that you experience at work, all the praise you get. Hanu, well done for that project. Murray, um, well done for doing this. Or, you know, um, God really will give us the opportunity to glorify his name because that is really the, the, the role of the Holy Spirit is to glorify God the Father through our lives. Um, and so we need to um, be open in our, in our hearts to admit when we are scared, to admit when we are not walking in that, in that area. And God is a gracious God. He wants us to, to inherit the promise. He wants us to go into the promised land. He wants us to live in the promised land because it is possible to live in the promised land um, without um, um, failing or falling. Um, God is, in Christ, made a new grace available to us. So even when we fall, his grace is enough. His love is sufficient for us. Um, and it is possible for us to walk um, in this world, in Christ, um, and inherit the promise. Okay. Um, the last uh, point then is finances. So how do we remember the Lord our God in our finances? Uh, matthew six nineteen to twenty one says, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is there your heart will be also okay, so um, we see that Jesus um, in the New Testament spoke about finances probably more than what he did about anything else. So um, it is an area which we cannot uh, neglect or omit from this sermon. You would agree with me um, that everyone who who um, manages a budget, my wife and I manage a budget, and she knows when I've spent money on something that, um, that I... Uh, Really enjoy, <laughs> and she knows <laughs> we we are very transparent uh, in our finances, so we have one bank account, so if I spend money on something um, uh, i sh- she she obviously can see it as well so um, it 's very interesting to note that our budgets actually show us a lot about our heart, so if you 're really serious about sorting out your heart, um, start with your your budget <laughs> okay um, but Again, God's heart is not for us not to spend our money. His heart is not for us to, to never um, enjoy the abundance that he's given us. Um, but it's our responsibility to keep remembering him. Keep remembering our God. Let us as a congregation remember our God. Um, and so I trust this sermon is going to encourage you. Um, and also open your eyes to the various things that you are already doing. Um, to remember your God. And when you are feeling weary and tired, um, just, just be encouraged um, that if we remember our God, we will inherit the promise. We'll walk in his, in his ways and in his promise. Okay, so um, just a summary of them then. is personal worship. So we said we need to worship God personally. Uh, church community The importance of it may feel mundane for you to come to to church every Sunday, but it really isn't. It's a it's a statute that God commanded the Israelites way back then. Um, Communion, um, testimony, and finances. Okay, so I'd like us all just to stand. So, yeah, um, very simply, I would just like to give any of you that are here tonight uh, an opportunity to respond um uh, if you are comfortable to to come to the front um, um i would like to um to just pray with you um you're also welcome to to go to your cell leader in the week um and what i'd really like us to do as a church is to really spend some time on the scripture and spend some time on this um this concept of remembering God what does it mean to you personally to remember your God um, to honor Him He really is the one that created us He's the one that formed us and He's the one that saved us He sent Himself in Christ and He really has redeemed us and He's given us amazing inheritance that we are to inherit one day. We are to praise the Lord our God in heaven for eternity. There will be no more tears and all burdens will fall from the shoulders of man. Um, and we will we will live with him. We will reign with him in the new earth, in the new Jerusalem. And so yeah, I just really want to um, encourage you to of, of difficulty um, spiritual um, sort of um, um, numbness where you feel your spirit is, is, is not healthy um, it's difficult to connect with God I really want to, to encourage you um, to remember the Lord your God sometimes our discipline needs to precede our emotion sometimes our choices need to dictate In line with the word of God, we need to speak to our flesh, even when we are not experiencing it on an emotional level. Um, So yes, I'm just going to pray for us. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this evening. We thank you, Lord, that there's no part of our lives that is by chance or outside of your knowledge. Thank you that you know each person in this room and you know what is going on in each person's life. Lord, and we just draw our hearts, we, we place our eyes again on you this evening and, and teach us, Lord, teach us to remember you, Father. In all these areas of our lives, we just commit ourselves again to you. Um, Lord, we consecrate our lives to you, Father. We, we come and declare um, in our spirits to our flesh that we are a congregation, we are, we are not loners. We are part of the house of God. We are sons and daughters, um, and we are. Our intent is to remember God all the days of our life, to honor Him all the days of our.